Welcome to episode 165 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is um, it's Tuesday, people. Fucking Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, the 1st of December, uh, 2000, 2020. Uh, I hope your week is going well so far, people. Two days in, haven't we? Uh, if you work the traditional Monday to Friday night till five, um, I'm doing okay. Uh, Tuesdays is uh, one of my days off from the day job, so I've been uh, I've been bumming around a little bit. It's about twenty past six at night at the minute. Um, I have, you know, when you have a day off and you just you think, right, I'm going to get a shitload of stuff done today. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do everything else. And you, then you just sit down on the sofa early in the morning, about nine o'clock, get into something on Netflix. And the next minute, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. And you're like, it's about time I had a little afternoon kip after all that Netflix watching. <laughs> ah, That's what I've done, baby. Uh, that's what I've done today. So, um uh yeah i i i have achieved very little i've done a little bit of uh christmas shopping a little bit more christmas shopping online and uh this is the time first of december though like where like you start panicking a little bit because you've still because i've still got the old school fucking thing in my head about um about uh the um the delivery time scales and that you're like well if i order it fucking now is it going to get here by Christmas? And I know, I know, people, it's three weeks away, right? I know it's three weeks away, but I'm still panicking a little bit, thinking, well, if it gets held up from here, and you see delivery date, like, now they're giving delivery dates on Amazon or whatever website. No, I don't shop local. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, it's, uh, uh, yeah, you start panicking, thinking, well, the 20th, if that's delayed or everything starts, like, getting a bit of a backlog around about the 15th of December, so you've got to fucking book early, baby. Um, but, yeah, I don't shop local. I, I, I don't want to go into Northampton Town Centre, to be perfectly honest, pay parking. Um, you might as well just order stuff off like big companies who just deliver it for like 2.99 or something like that rather than paying like a fiver's worth of parking getting your fucking car ding because some fucking idiot doesn't care about opening a door onto your door uh getting your car dinged walking around town not really finding what you want uh one of those one of the things actually uh that is related to uh shopping in town centers and the um the decline of the high street um Apparently, I saw um, in the news that Debenhams, uh, which is a major department store uh, up and down the country here in the UK, I think, uh, well, I know, I don't think at all. I know this is information I've garnered, gathered and uh, gestated. Uh, they've got 124 st- shops. Um, they're like a department store. So they're, you know, like if you're not from the UK and you don't know Debenhams, um, they're quite a big sort of like department store. Uh, I imagine they're a lot like a Walmart sort of, I don't know, or a Target maybe. It's quite upper class though. It's nice, decent designer stuff they do there. Um, but uh, they have clearly uh, not keeping up with the times and um, uh, uh, are now closing all of their fucking stores. So um, with about 12,000 employees, uh, 
See you later, just before Christmas. That's what they always do when you'd have thought they'd have hung out for Christmas. Got the Christmas rush and the Christmas presents because Debenhams and department stores like that are, you know, maybe it's it's obviously because of the lockdown and nobody's able to go anywhere or anything like that. And these big companies are hanging by a thread. And then obviously because coronavirus has come along and fucked uh, anybody going out to any big department stores or it's only necessary stores that are open, i.e. food stores and shit like that. Um, uh, Big department stores like that haven't been able to open. Although... There has been, I have seen, like, how some companies have actually got round it, like people like garden centres and shit like that, or um, people have started stocking food. Like, uh, I know Dobby's up here have started um, stocking, like, uh, a brand supermarket's own food um, in the fridges up there. So I think they qualify and get round the fact that they don't sell food um, to be able to uh, still stay open, which, to be fair, you've got to hand it to them. That's a fucking... <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah, uh, dear. Although uh, you can't see anybody like Next or uh, fucking Ralph Lauren just, like, cooking up burgers inside saying, oh, yeah, we sell food now as well, so we're going to... Uh, we're going to sell food, and there's a shirt with it. It might smell a bit burgery, but here's some... Uh, <laughs> here's some Febreze. But, um... Yeah, so Debenhams have gone pop, baby. Of the uh, all, all the old stores like that. I, I have fucking. I am constantly amazed how stores like that can go fucking bust. Like um, when Woolworths um, went bust, and when C and A went bust, and uh, big companies like that who were making an absolute fucking killing at one point. Uh, British home stores as well. They went. Um, uh, because they just didn't, they must have, like, when all the internet and websites came in and uh, online shopping and that came in, they must have gone, oh, fuck that. We've got fucking department stores. What are you fucking on about? Who's not going to come into a town centre? They misunderstood the laziness and lethargy that is inherent in the human race. And, um, uh, and that's why they've gone. Because nobody wants to, like I said just now, nobody wants to park their fucking car, drive from where you live. Most people live on the outskirts of, like, town now because town centre properties and that sort of thing, quite expensive. Um, nobody even, even if you live town centre, um, nobody, you know, nobody fucking wants to, uh, um, nobody wants to even fucking leave their house and walk to town centre where you can just stay in your own house, have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, as I'm about to now. Have a cup of tea and um, sit there on your sofa, scratching your asshole, whilst uh, uh, spreading that fetal matter all over your keyboard, whilst you're browsing for things. And they bring it to you. And if you've got Amazon Prime, they'll fucking uh, do that for free most of the time, as part of the uh, Amazon Prime deal. They bring it to your door, and you even feel pissed off by the fact that you have to get up your sofa and open your door to actually retrieve the goods. At least they don't hang around that like they used to anymore. All the Amazon fucking delivery drivers are shit scared of catching 
something and dying horribly in a week. So they just run off immediately as soon as they've banged your door. Um, but yeah, uh, those big department stores have totally underestimated how lazy we can be uh, as a species when we're allowed to be lazy. <laughs> when we don't have to go in town anymore. I mean, like, I've been in town, I think I went in town, like, uh, it was the last gig I did a um, couple of months ago or last month or something, and that's the last time I went in town. You can't fucking park anywhere. If you get a parking space, well, you can't park anywhere for free. Usually, you can't park anywhere anyway. You can't stay longer than about an hour and a half, two hours in your parking space. Um Everything's on the outskirts of the town now anyway. It's like where I live, over, over the road or whatever, that's like, um, uh, well, it's not so much retail. It's like not a retail park, but they've got, you know, like Frankie and Benny's. They've got a fucking cinema over there. They've got, you know, like it's mainly restaurants, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, all of that sort of thing. Um, so you don't have to go in town for that. Most new estates, because the town centre is that condensed with anything, most new estates are now going out further from the town centre uh, because it's reached its peak of, like, housing that you can have in the town centre. So nobody really wants to go in the fucking town centre anymore. Um, not that any, anything's open now anyway, but you can see before this even happened that the, it was going this way. Because we're lazy people, we are lazy. And I'm proud to be one of those people. Anyone with a fucking local shop, everybody is saying, like, this this Christmas or whatever, support your local shops, you know, buy local. I would if A, they didn't sell shit that I don't really want and B, they delivered it to my door for the price of two ninety nine. I would do that. If there was a shop in town, a local shop where I could buy everything I wanted to and they have a TV subscription service whereby if you pay that amount of money, um, that you pay a month, they'll deliver everything you ever wanted for free. Yeah, I'd fucking shop there. <laughs> but none of these people offer this sort of service, do they? Old fucking Sarah, who's opened her own fucking shoe shop or fucking clothes shop, she ain't offering that sort of service. And she's bumping up the price. You can't, that's the best thing about shopping online. You can actually Google and get the best price around. Uh, for what you want. So, fuck them. <laughs> there you go. There's my shopping habits for this year uh, over Christmas. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been, uh, I have been uh, shopping um, mainly um, because I have a niece and a nephew. I've been shopping for uh, kids' toys and that, and uh, I've been getting my girlfriend stuff as well. Um, yeah, so... Uh, um, which is, it's fucking, it's always a hard task, isn't it, buying for a partner because you don't know whether to, um, you know, buy something that is uh, meaningful or something that they'd need or, you know, it, it's always different. You don't want to cross over, you know, to buying something that um, is essentially just an iron. <laughs> even though they might need a new iron, um, you know, and it's practical. You can't do that. So you've got to put some th sort of thought into it uh, and make it sort of like personalised, particularly if you're a guy. 
buying for a woman, I think, either Christmas or birthdays, you've got to give them that, oh, my God, I can't believe you remembered this or you bought this, which means you've got to rack your brains for fucking months beforehand to try and get something with A, meaning, B, doesn't look cheap, and C, every man has a fucking value in his head that A, he can afford, and B, he thinks he can get away with with regards to um, how expensive the stuff looks. <laughs> I don't know whether that's the same with women, but on every fucking thing, um, you get uh, you you need you need a little bit of meaning in there for a Christmas present. You need a um, a little bit of um, make it so it looks like you've spent a lot of money. Um, so you're placing value on them as a way of giving them the present. Here you go. I bought you this. I think you deserve this present. And it has value. There you go, sweetheart. Now, what do I got? Pair of socks. Fuck you. Um, yeah. Anyone, by the way, um, anyone, by the way, who uh, gets engaged at Christmas, that is just a fucking cop out uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um in a, you know, like, his, ah, oh, his Christmas Day, have a fucking engagement ring. Really? You, you can't think of anything else of getting you, <laughs> or maybe, maybe it's just got to that stage to the relationship where you think, well, fuck it, I'm in now. I might as well. I can't think of anything else to buy her that she doesn't already have or have a version of so that could be it. That could be it. I hold my hands up. That could definitely be it. Maybe I'm onto something there. You just finally realize that you've bought, you have no longer any more ideas about what to buy your girlfriend at Christmas. You've been together too long. You put off the engagement for too long. You can't think of anything else. So you think, fuck it. We're going to go with the engagement ring. Although that seems a little bit expensive for a Christmas present. What does the, I want to know what the guy gets in return. I Well, not, not physically, obviously, or sexually. But I want to know whether that evens up uh, over the course of the year. Not that I'm counting pennies or anything like that. But you do like kind of think to yourself, like, I've dated people in the past and bought them a present, like for their birthday or something, and your present... Your birthday comes around, you're like, I'm pretty sure that cost about five and I spent about 80 quid on you. Not that you're meant to. Not that it's an unwritten rule, isn't it? That you're not meant to, um, like, tot it all up in your head. But you definitely think, uh, I've been shortchanged here a little bit. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So um, not that I've been doing that this year, obviously. <laughs> I just dig myself out of the fucking shits. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, you know, that is a last ditch attempt. Getting an engagement ring is a last ditch attempt. Um, or you've done something hideously wrong and you don't want them to find out about it. <laughs> Notice, I didn't say at Christmas that's a love thing. I don't think it is. I think it is complete cop out. And anybody within that family who's also bought that person a present you've immediately trumped them it's a selfish thing to do um <laughs> i don't know um it's uh um 
I don't know. Also this week, uh, uh, I noticed, well, I didn't notice. It's it's all over the route, all over the ruse, all over the news. Uh, the uh, Darth Vader, was he though? Was he? This is my point about it. David Prowse, he was definitely the Green Cross Codeman uh, and claims to be Darth Vader. Um, David Prowse or Dave Prowse, the man who played Darth Vader's body uh, in the Star Wars original trilogy, uh, A New Hope to uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, and Return of the Jedi, uh, has died um, it would, uh, he took his fucking, <laughs> he took his fucking helmet off. <laughs> We've all seen it. But did he? That's the thing. This is my old point about him. Did he re? was he, is he the guy you associate with Darth Vader? James Earl Jones was his voice. Who was the fucking, uh, it was the guy whose face they shown. Darth, I forget his name now. Um, in uh, Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader actor. Um, well, obviously Hayden Christensen. It's not him. James Earl Jones, David Prowse, Sebastian Shaw. Was that him? Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't. You see, I know he did the act actions and things like that. Surely acting. If it was a silent part, then yeah, he did a great job. But um, uh, I don't know. I don't know whether, you know, James Earl Jones, definitely for the voice, you could say he was um, uh, Darth Vader. Hayden Christensen, obviously, um, because he goes from being Anakin to uh, Darth Vader. Sebastian Shaw, because you see his face, don't you? Uh, it was him, wasn't it? Yeah. Sebastian Shaw, English actor, director, playwright, and opportunist, 6'5". Darth Vader. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely him, isn't it? Um, but I don't know. You know, obviously is his body and stuff like that. But, you know, they, they cut him out of that. They cut him out. They didn't even, like, you didn't even see his fucking face. It wasn't even him. I think there was a load of shit that went on behind. He was a bit too fucking gobby. Old, old Dave Prowse, I think. I think he he almost let the, or, or did let it slip that uh, the classic line, you know, I am your father. No, I am your father. Um, uh, that that twist uh, in the storyline, I think he almost let that go or, or and then was ostracized by George Lucas. <laughs> as he has been by life this week. Um, but, yeah, he seemed to go around to, um, like, I don't know, he, he fucking milked that. Some, he milked that and he milked the old um, uh, uh, Green Cross code. Look, look once, look twice, you know, look three times, look left, look right, whatever it was. I don't know. There, there seems to be an awful lot of people in the 70s and early 80s who couldn't wrap their fucking head around uh, crossing a fucking road, um, which um, is probably why the fact that they didn't die on the roads. I mean, there seems to be about like a thousand kids a week being run over uh, <laughs> by cars in the uh, late 70s and 80s. 
So uh, they needed like uh, David Dave Prowse to dress up as a Green Cross code man and tell children this is how fucking bad the educational system was and how little little life mattered. A child's life didn't matter at all to educate them enough until Dave Prowse come along um, to be able to cross the road, uh, look left, look right, look left, look right, look left. Yeah, that would be it, wouldn't it? Look right, look left, look right again. And um, <laughs> fucking who can believe that these days? I mean, just the absurdity of that that they needed a public information film or an actual character based on some sort of superhero. Uh, The lamest superhero ever as well, by the way, uh, who just, you know, it's hardly Iron Man, is it? You know, just somebody who just casually (laughs) helps you cross the road, like who's decked out like a superhero. It's one step up from a lollipop lady. Or man, I know. Or person, I know people, I know. I find the term lollipop uh, offensive because I've got diabetes. <laughs> okay, okay, let's uh, let's all calm down. That's what it would be these days, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, the uh, the fact that all those public information films, wouldn't it? Charlie says there was a little fucking cat telling you not to do shit. Uh, and if you have uh, cats do whatever the fuck they want to do. And then the guy who threw a Frisbee up in, it must have been a time when fucking Frisbees were a big thing or electrical pylons. I remember that screaming out, Jimmy, like that. He threw a Frisbee into a electrical pylon and then somehow got electrocuted. I don't know whether Frisbees were fucking made out of metal in those days. <laughs> That's probably it, the metal frisbee. <laughs> Weren't they originally uh, pie fucking things? <laughs> pie pie casings, weren't they? Or is that just bullshit that I've learned from Back to the Future, part three? Um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, all those public information films. Anyway, fuck him, he's dead. That's the point I'm trying to make. The Green, <laughs> the green Cross Code Man is dead. Darth Vader is dead again, whether the body of Darth Vader, not when he takes his helmet off, pre-helmet body. It's literally the torso, legs and arms of Darth Vader. But they thought, fuck it, we ain't having him. He's opened his trap too much like that. Lucas is gone. We ain't fucking having him. And... uh, I think he was constantly ostracised from everything. I don't even know if he went... He must have gone Comic-Con and shit like that because the old fucking geeks, they love it, didn't they? Oh, you're vaguely, you know, Darth Vader or whatever. I don't think James L. Jones gets the recognition he deserves for the old uh, Darth Vader voice there, but there we go. Uh, What are we on? 23 minutes, people. Holy fucking shit. Um... Anyway, just to recap, uh, Debenhams is dead, Dave Prowse is dead, uh, and that's that. (laughs) Anyway, um, here we go. Uh, Final uh, thing we're going to talk about uh, in this episode 
is the uh, this is uh, um, the Buckingham Palace worker facing jail for stealing from the royal family and selling items on eBay. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great! Like he wouldn't get caught. Canto, uh, that's his. <laughs> that's what they called him after he nicked the stuff. Uh, swiped official signed photos of the Duke of Sussex and the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Really? Is that really worth it? Couldn't he have just, if he's working at the palace, couldn't he have just gone up to him and said, I've got this, any chance of a signed photo? Is that all right? Um, let's have a look. A Buckingham Palace catering assistant uh, faces jail for stealing medals. Oh, right, yeah, an official photo. Medals. Uh, Adamo Canto, uh, 37, pleaded guilty to three counts of theft uh, from the Queen's residence. Police recovered a significant quantity of stolen items when they searched his quarters at the Royal Moose in Buckingham Palace. He worked at Buckingham Palace and he's nicking photos. Fucking hell. Prosecutor Simon Morhan said some of the hall worth between 10 and 100 grand, including two prestigious medals, were listed for sale on eBay. What were the medals then? He was given cleaning roles, including a deep clean, allowing him to... Well, technically, he was cleaning up, eh? Eh? Um, allowing him access to areas and items he would not normally have in his catering role. The most expensive item stole by Canto was a Royal State Banquet photo album of US President Donald Trump's visit to the UK, uh, worth a grand and a half. I don't know, man. I, I, I think if you're going to sell that sort of shit, you don't, don't just... If you're going to nick, if you work for the royal family, you're going to nick royal fucking merch, basically, innit? You know, and then sell it on eBay. You deserve to get fucking caught for it. He needs to, you know, he needs to dark web that shit. Go, go on the old black market, doesn't he? You know, find some fucking American with a shitload of money who doesn't give a fuck where the shit came from. And there's loads of people out there just so they've got it and they'll store it away in a vault or something like that and nobody will ever know. You don't sell it on fucking eBay where people can just go, oh, we've got a photo album of US president um, uh, visiting like uh, the UK uh, just type that shit in. Oh, here we go. It's come up on eBay. Ah, who's the fucking seller? Shit, that geezer works here. Who's the seller? Fucking Canto at the palace. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Oh, I wonder who that fucking could be. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. What a fucking idiot. Says here, some, some 77 items were taken from the palace shop while others were stolen from the staff lockers, linen room. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Prince Harry's fucking underwear, the Royal Collection ticket office, the Queen's gallery shop, and the Duke of York's storeroom. Um, Mr. Moran said 37 items were offered to sale on eBay well under their true value, with uh, this guy making 7,741 quid. He admitted stealing a Companion of Bath medal belonging to Vice Admiral Master Tony Johnston Burt. Jesus, that's a fucking hell of a name. The Master of the Household, which was sold for 350 quid. Is it really worth it? If you're a catering assistant 
at the palace and you've got you like your own residence at the palace as well, rooms or whatever. Is it really worth it selling it for 350 quid? I'd have, I'd have sold, you know, if you're going to do it, you do it right, don't you? <coughs> if you do it, if you're going to go for it and you're going to think, right, fuck it, I'm going to nick stuff from here. But I'm gonna make it worth my while. You get, you go for one of the gold, yeah, that big gold coach, wouldn't you? Just trot out with that and a couple of horses. <laughs> I've just been told to clean this up a little bit. I'm just taking it down the road, like that, to a waiting fucking uh, van parked at the bottom of the mall. Just wheel it in the back. The next it's seen is on its way to Saudi Arabia or somewhere else that's rich. Um. I don't know. It's not really worth doing it for 350 quid, is it? You know what I mean? It's like these people who get, you know, they take a con- they agree to take a contract out on somebody's life for like two grand or something. And you think, is that all it's worth? And then you think, really, is that all they're charging? Two grand for the risk factor of killing somebody and spending the rest of your life in prison or having the death sentence, like depending on what country you're in. Is that really worth it? For two grand, you need the money that much. I don't know. Um, it'd have to be a little bit more money than that for me to steal from the royal household when I eventually get my catering job there. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, where are we on? 29 and a half minutes. That's um, people. Uh, that is going to be the conclusion of this episode, unfortunately. I know. I know. Um, it's fucking December already, man. I can't believe how quick even though i know i sound fucking old when i say that but even though it's um uh been a weird old year and that sort of thing it's gone fucking quick isn't it you know it's amazing how much uh your life uh can pass even when you're doing fuck all in it how quick it can pass uh what a depressing note that to end the podcast on there people uh yeah your life's gonna go uh quickly even if you don't accomplish anything anyway i'll see you <laughs> uh that was episode 165 of the ben briggs podcast if you've got any questions or you want to contact me at all it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk I will be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Uh, Have a good rest of your working week. I'll speak to you then. Take care.